Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 292, and today we'll be talking about It's My Party from Summer Camp Island. I'm GC13. And I'm David. So, Susie recruits Oscar and Hedgehog to plan her annual 15th surprise birthday party, and, well, things don't go so great for it, do they? First of all, Susie's 15th annual 15th birthday is just one of those unsolvable mysteries, huh? Much like the the sticky note that Oscar was not not privy to, I know that there is more to Susie, but the, I know that this is one of those first hints, which is that Susie is is immortal. But I don't think every witch is immortal, or at least everyone on this island is not immortal. And so that's a fun lore fact. I get the impression that Alice is older than Susie is. Because in this episode, she's taking a motherly role to Susie. There are other episodes where she takes kind of a motherly role as well. Where, where is, where's Betsy anywhere in this episode? I think Betsy's the third wheel of the group. Yeah, I think that's very revealing about their relationship. Well, and so was the fact that apparently Susie always recruits, you know, campers to plan her party instead of her friends. I'm, I'm not sure if that was just a plot reason or if there's something deeper there why Susie needs the validation of the campers specifically and why her friends don't plan parties for her and it's you know we see that Alice is very much uh complicit and you know very used to doing this <laughs> when she's um, yeah. when she's guiding Susie to the party seems like a thing she's had to do over and over yeah that that is kind of interesting that she has the campers do it i do wonder if it's because she needs the validation or Maybe, you know, having the same two people do the party every year was just getting boring, so... I mean, but then she ha- the party has to be exactly the same every year, right? She gave them some very heavy instructions. I guess her, her premise is probably that everyone likes her, you know? Like, she needs to be universally likable. And so having people that aren't just her closest friends playing her party feeds into that idea. Because she knows, as, as she kind of reveals at the end of the episode that the opposite is true, <laughs> that her meanness yeah. comes off as something that, well, as we see here at the campers, really, it really turns them off to her. They they really dislike Susie. And I, I liked at the beginning of this episode that Oscar and Hedgehog were, you know, considering, should we even help Susie? Like, she's our worst enemy. And, you know, this is what, episode 11, episode 13? 13. I, I can't believe that they consider her, like, their worst enemy. I guess in, in the context of, you know, Summer Camp Island, there's no one meaner than Susie, but I just thought that was really funny that these, you know, our protagonists were like, you know, that doesn't usually happen at a kid's show where they're like, wait, let, let's challenge this. Oh, why would we help Susie again? <laughs> there's, what's good about this? She was threatening to kill Oscar's friends in that one episode, although she was, wasn't going to let it happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All of her threats are not empty, though. I, I I do like how she callously manipulates their emotions to get them to agree to do it, and then uh, then we see what happens when she actually goes off the rails later. Yeah, Susie's powers are not to be trifled with. She has some some serious physical manipulation abilities that are not that that, that don't depend on incantations or spells or you know, a wand or any ingredients, which is, that, that, that's usually the sign of a powerful, a powerful uh, spellcaster. So, you know, 
But yeah, this was this was the start of it. This was the start where they turned Susie from a purely antagonistic character to someone who is sympathetic despite their antagonistic characteristics. Yeah, this is very much a like archetype that weirdly I feel like I've seen more in like in kids media it's like specifically girls, but I mean man, Susie reminds me so much of Helga from Hey Arnold and like the role that uh, Angelica played in Rugrats, just like the bully <laughs> This, like, bully who's, you know, well, in, like, the Rugrats case, Angelica's, like, a little bit older, right? So it's the same, like, dynamic. There's, like, a power dynamic, and they're just a huge jerk for some reason. But, uh, like, Helga, there's there's some context maybe around why they act the way they do. I, I enjoy seeing that role have a reprise in Summer Camp Island. It's just yep. awesome to have f- deeply flawed characters who... Also, like, they're just flawed. <laughs> they, there isn't, like, a major redemption, you know? Susie's like, I'm kind of a jerk. And then they, you know, they, they go back to it, much like Helga does in Hey Arnold. There's many episodes in Hey Arnold where Helga realizes the thing she's doing is wrong, but she, she has problems, and she, she falls back onto it, and the status quo continues, much like Susie cleans up the party with a, with a wave of her hand and then knocks over a cup and flies away, you know? Well, I mean, she has a rep to keep, so she can't just she can't just leave them a perfectly clean party now, can she? Well, right. That's that's exactly the the Helga problem. Got it. Got a got a rep to keep. But I mean, we're here. We are sitting and we are lamenting the uh, the pain that Susie's gone through and goes through in this episode, actually. But I mean, what does she do to Pepper? Like he is traumatized by her. Right, because his speech talked so positively about Susie. <laughs> we we know because of the opposite role that all the campers played at the party that he has incredibly deeply negative feelings. I, I don't know if that was played as a joke or if there's a specific story or set of stories that are that that are supposed to be suggested there. Like he he wakes up and sees a shape in the night and he's like, ah, oh, it's Susie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the fact that he thinks every monster that haunts him in his sleep is is Susie is deeply intense. <laughs> ah, poor, poor Pepper. We'll get to you later. Well, no, let's talk about Oscar. So that's one of the reasons that Oscar even... That, that's the main thing that convinces Oscar and Hedgehog to do the party anyway, despite their distaste for Susie, is that Oscar had a, had a very sad fifth birthday. And specifically only his fifth birthday... Because Hedgehog couldn't make it, but also that yeah, <laughs> that suggests to me that all the birthdays surrounding the fifth birthday also only included Hedgehog. It, it was just the one year that Hedgehog couldn't make it. Okay, to be fair, that's okay for Oscar because he works better in groups of two or fewer. So <laughs> very true. Having only one person show up to his birthday is like like a birthday to him. But uh, man, he he just keeps those in his wallet. He just keeps those photos in his wallet. <laughs> That's um, you know, it's a joke, but also it's does does that what does that tell tell us about Oscar that he just carries that that moment with him? It, it's like one of those cartoon things where it's not meant to be understood as a canon fact that he literally carries this around with him. But like at the same time, it's like also he's metaphorically carrying this with him but it's a cartoon so we have to laugh at the tears but also i feel like in that cartoon set of rules 
they could easily re-reference it. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they wouldn't, but like they could, and it wouldn't feel wrong. It would feel like a, a hilarious callback. That's that's one of the beauties of this type of cartoon logic is you can just keep bending the rules, and maybe maybe he does. <laughs> maybe he does carry them around all the time, which just adds onto the joke. But you know, the the whole Oscar thread. He had his worst moment in basically the opening episode of Summer Camp Island. So it's nice to, um, well, nice. It, it's good to continue to see that some of those insecurities are, are still there in Oscar and that they weren't just written away after one episode. I don't know where else I'm going with there. I like the writing in this show. I'm not trying to, <laughs> I'm not trying to say uh, that. It's a positive cartoon, and that's what I love about it. Like... Everyone, you know, like Susie gets sad and everything, but she has that uplifting realization that, you know, Oscar and Hedgehog, they're going to be there for her, even if they don't necessarily like her. Also, what I like that you can do in cartoons is that when Susie transforms into Oscar, her, <laughs> the the design of just Oscar with Susie eyebrows was so <laughs> over the top funny to me. I just love that that's the, of course, that's the key feature of Susie that gets carried over. I mean, I, I want to circle. I want to circle back to Alice, the uh, the the mother, the mother witch, and how she busts out her most threatening dance moves. At Oscar <laughs> that, and Hedgehog. That was a very summer campy, summer camp island moment. Like, why, why is why is it the dance moves that are threatening? I guess, I guess, because uh, well, because she has to dance to continue to keep up the hilarious notion that. <laughs> that's you know hey Susie, there's there's a bunch of people here don't worry even though everyone went and formed another cool party yeah that other cooler looking party specifically because they knew a birthday party was going on but i did like the the storm clouds manifesting as she said that was uh that was a nice touch <laughs> yeah well and then that got repeated with Susie's actual breakdown with with storm clouds oh yeah i wonder if they the all the witches share some uh elemental weather power things or if that's just a visual motif perhaps i mean it would make sense for the witches to all have weather powers because you know controlling the weather on summer camp island probably probably an important job of the camp counselor right got to keep that weather beautiful and clear every day it was pretty good how Susie's doing the whole oh i'm pretending to be surprised but at the same time it's like okay be straight with me alice did anyone actually show up (laughs) the uh, the the duality of you know, that even happens from the start of the episode. Just seeing Susie keep basically working between two completely separate sets of facts. Like, she knows from the beginning, I'm asking <laughs> Hedgehog and Oscar to plan this party for me, but I also know they hate me. <laughs> and I also have this expectation that no one actually wants to come to my party. But I'm also going to live in a fake world where the set of facts is the opposite and everyone likes me and Oscar and Hedgehog are actually in love with me and want to want to do this for me. And I find that ability to do that and complete disconnect <laughs> from thinking that that's a problem to do that. Uh, very interesting for uh, for Susie. And we skipped over the time traveling quick pants episode that uh, first introduced the they're obsessed with me uh, <laughs> belief in Susie. We, we missed out on so much continuity. That actually is a good continuity to point out. Also, speaking of skipping over things, there was a whole musical section of this episode with uh, the boy band, boy band, or boys band? Boy band, and they had the the auto-tuner just going absolutely insane <sighs> on them. That was so beautifully done. I enjoy, like, this is the type of thing where, again, other cartoons have parodied, like, boys bands. Like, I think of, you know, Phineas and Ferb 
Let's see. I know Gravity Falls had one. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The Gravity Falls. But the thing is here, like, yeah, there's some. It it feels it's in some part like really far removed from it though. Like they're just so goofy and cute and small, and this hedgehog says accessible question <laughs> mark. I I love how hedgehog is like able to get in front of Oscar, and they just do it like that was her plan the entire time. But it's ambiguous, yeah. so it just like it sticks in my mind. It's like ooh, mind blown. <laughs> I mean, this is, again, we, we talk about this a lot, but it's like, it's such a cartoon thing to do. And I'm, yeah. I'm really glad that despite this push towards story arcs in cartoons, that so many show creators are feeling the freedom to do just stuff that's silly and cartoony, because I don't want that to be lost. <laughs> yeah, well, one thing that I was surprised didn't happen was that when Susie went into that cake, I really thought she was going to like Cronenberg that cake and turn it into some monster or like take on becoming a cake monster herself. But I guess she just wanted to jump in it just to destroy it. Yeah, that would be a very Steven Universe feature <laughs> right there. I guess it, I guess it would, you know. But, you know, hey, credit to Susie, despite the uh, visual excitement of seeing her destroying her party, she did not actually aim to hurt any of the, uh, yeah. the you know, partiers themselves. She just wanted to take it all down, which is very sad. Oscar and Hedgehog standing there trying to hand out goodie bags was, uh, was a nice touch. <laughs> I keep watching. Every time I watch this episode, I watch and I Thanks try to coming. see if they have, <laughs> if they have one character grab the goodie bag, but I, I never see a character grab the goodie bag. <laughs> oh yeah like uh, the disappointment of having to be the party planner for this party and knowing that it's just going to suck i i, I feel you hedgehog that was a beautiful I party you. i don't know what you're talking about i mean they, they exaggerated what a terrible terrible party guest that Susie is but other than that it was a wonderful party oh uh, no it was wonderfully planned it was just destined to fail yeah i mean your uh, your party guest is a very important part of your party lineup. <laughs> your uh, or the the party, party VIP subject. party subject party party VIP. subject yeah, the VIP. No, I like the term party subject. I can't wait to be the party subject of my birthday. <laughs> pepper though, going in for the kill. Ooh, that was cold pepper, <laughs> even for you. Again, we'll get to you in three episodes, four episodes. I'm sorry. I, I, again, like how Summer Camp Island can go from being very supportive and the characters are seemingly really good at vibing with each other. But then when you introduce a character like Susie, who is just truly bad, everyone <laughs> hates her, but then also acts in ways that are probably still not even deserving of someone who is a jerk, right? Like, you know, in the Steven Universe model of the morality of the world, you should still be nice to people you hate. But in Summer Camp Island... Everyone kind of acts like a, a, a also a jerkish kid, and the way they all participate in that mob mentality of doing this thing of, of of lying to Susie's face reminds me very much again of like that 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 way I feel in like watching Hey Arnold episodes where the plot frequently turns to Hey all these kids get this mob mentality and they're evil. <laughs> you don't you don't have that kinds of, those kinds of moments in something like Steven Universe. There just isn't that vibe of a bunch of kids just hanging out, you know? And so seeing those situations happen, and then they all share the same either guilt or responsibility. And then in this case, they don't feel guilt or responsibility. Um, I, I, I like seeing they're that. just awful kids. <laughs> You're right. Sometimes they're just awful, even though sometimes they're really nice and supportive in other episodes. 
I, I, I like that yeah. duality. Susie is a complicated character because, like, in real life, it would be absolutely no fun to know a Susie. Because I, I think everyone everyone knows a Susie, at least <laughs> one Susie in their life. But again, on TV, she's right. It's charming. Like, it's charming when you're watching the character do it on TV. Oh, yeah, I love seeing Susie, but obviously being a recipient of Susie is a totally different thing. So again, I think like I think it's good that they started to reform her with this episode. So it's it's a little bit more genuine to love Susie rather than just say, "Well, I love watching her, but I sure wouldn't like to know her." <laughs> yeah, well, it's even just like you know the few moments in SpongeBob where you see Squidward get to not be a complete jerk or you know somehow actually care about SpongeBob. All you need to see is those moments, and a character doesn't need to be redeemed. Same with Jasper and Steven Universe. You can see that at some points they're tolerable. And that makes them even more endearing. And sometimes those are the fan favorite characters, you know. J- you know, Jasper very loved. You're rooting for them to finally become a good guy, you know? Right. And that tension just lasts forever, like <laughs> like with Jasper. It's will they, won't they in kids' cartoon form. Yeah, actually, I like that concept. The idea that there's a will they, won't they not just with romance, but you can do it with these character development points. In a, and in a show like Hey Arnold, Helga was never going to change because mostly the status quo has to stay. But but here, maybe Susie will be able to grow. And so the tension's more, uh, you might get more invested in it. I'm definitely invested. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where Susie goes. But I, I know it's going to be slow <laughs> because uh, there's yeah. no point in her being a nice character by the end of season one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, there is not. Anyway, guys, that's been us on It's My Party. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.